Hey, Urban Farm Podcast listeners. If you're as passionate about preserving the bounty of each season as we are, hey, I canned my first peaches at the age of 18, and that was a long time ago, then you're going to love what our friends over at Denali Canning have in store for you. They're on a mission to spread the love and knowledge of food preservation, and they're inviting you to join the journey for free. Right now, Denali Canning is offering free canning lids to anyone who wants to dive deeper into the world of food preservation. Yes, you heard that right, absolutely free. It's the perfect opportunity for both seasoned canners and those curious about starting. Denali is about quality, reliability, and supporting the canning community, ensuring that you get the best results every time you preserve. So why not give it a try? Visit DenaliCanning.com forward slash free to claim your free lids and start your preserving adventures today. That's DenaliCanning.com forward slash free. Greetings, urban farmers, gardeners, and healthy food visionaries. Farmer Greg here, and welcome to the 633rd episode of the Urban Farm Podcast, where every day we work together to educate and inspire you to become part of your food revolution. Today is Farmer Friday, a quick gardening tidbit. Each episode will feature less than 10 minutes of essential content for your growing success. Today, we're talking with Mike Biltonen of Know Your Roots about soil is not dirt. Welcome, Mike. Thanks. Pleasure to be here. I am so excited always to talk about soil as opposed to dirt. So let's just jump right in. Sure. Well, you know, it's it's no surprise to people who are in the agricultural world, whether it's as a hobby farmer, gardener, or, you know, doing it professionally, that soil is a hot topic around the, the world these days. Mm-hmm. And I don't care where you are, but, you know, if we don't have good soils, we can't grow the things that we need to survive. And I'm not talking just about crops for our food, but also things that help to sequester carbon for for climate change mitigation, but also for our forests and everything. And we are losing good soil, arable soil around the planet really quickly. And I believe it was 2020 that was the year of the soil. It may not have been. But anyway, so when I was an undergraduate student at Virginia Tech, I had a, a soils professor who basically the first thing out of his mouth, the first lecture was, soils are not dirt. Do not call soils dirt. And ever since then, you know, that's always kind of stuck with me. And yet the reality is, is that we really do treat our soils like dirt. Yes. And the fact is, is that they are very complicated. And I would almost go as far to say is that they, they have, they have a, a life of their own. They do have a life of their own. They're, they're almost, they're not just an organism, they're built of organisms. And yet we look at them as, as a physical construct of sand, silt, and clay, a few no, nutrients thrown in there, and we can grow things in it fact is, is that if we ignore the biological side of all of that, and it doesn't have to be a complicated discussion about biology, but if we leave the biology out, then we leave the life out of the soil. And that's the point where it really does become dirt. And what we've done over the years with so many synthetic pesticides and salt fertilizers and herbicides and too much tillage, just over and over tillage losses of topsoils, we've lost the biology. And we have pretty much pushed a lot of our, our productive agricultural ground to the point of, of being unproductive dirt. But there are a lot of things that we can do 
if we begin to understand just some of the real basics of it. And so using things like organic matter, which everybody should be familiar with, and organic matter comes in so many different forms. It could be leaves out of your backyard. It could be food waste. It could be compost that you get from, from a, a local garden center. Here in the, in, the, in the Northeast, we're using a lot of wood chips in addition to certain types of animal manure, whether it's composted or not, to have a really carbon and nitrogen rich organic matter that is, is critical, not just from a nutritional standpoint, but it also feeds the organisms, all the fungi and the bacteria that are so critically important in the soil and not just for the health of the soil itself, but for the health of, of the plants that you're trying to grow, no matter what you're trying to grow. Wow. And one of the things that you said was compost. And I am a big believer in actually finding local compost rather than buying something from a big box store that comes from 700 miles away. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, well, this has actually been a really interesting topic that I've been in, involved with for about the last two or three years. And by that, I have a friend who makes vermicompost. So mm -hmm. he's basically taking yard waste and food waste. He's composting it normally, and then he's feeding it to the worms, literally, and then they turn it into this super rich compost. A lot of compost, you don't, if you, if you don't know who made it, like if it's not local, you don't necessarily know what went into it. And so it's easy to have something that looks like a good, rich compost that actually is not a good compost at all. And that's not to say that there aren't large producers of good compost, but if it's local, just like with your foods, you can ask them what went into it, how did they make it, and get a much better idea of really the vitality, the fertility about that soil because of, of the, and we like to call compost soil because that's essentially what it is, but it gets you to a point where you understand that the vitality that that compost has is in, in and of itself is going to give you that in your, your farm and garden. Yeah. One of my thoughts was, is that if I bring in, in Phoenix, if I bringing in compost from Minnesota, the microbes are different there. The soil biology is different, I would think. It is. There are many, there are many common microbes, but there's definitely ones that are, if they're going to have adapted to, mm -hmm. say, a more moderate climate in, in Minnesota, they're not going to be really happy. And we like happy microbes. They're not going to be really happy in the desert southwest. You do need to, you know, have a bit of an understanding of what kind of microbiology is going to be most successful in, in your area. And again, whether it's Minnesota, or Phoenix, or central Minnesota, or southern Quebec, every, every climate is going to be a little bit different, and microbes are going to react a little bit differently, or a lot differently, yeah. to the environment that you put them in. So I'm looking at dirt in my yard. What are three things that I can do to help build it into a healthy soil? Well, depending on what kind of dirt you're actually starting with, typically where I like to go is to get hardwood chips and a good compost, or even if you can get some composted animal manure to mix it all together and really kind of begin to feed that soil, mm -hmm. build that organic matter, give those microorganisms the, the food, the energy that they need to begin to bring balance back to the soil, to take that physical structure, that chemical, those so the physical silt, sand, and clay, and the, and the chemical, the nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, and begin to bring it together in a very holistic complex that creates a vitality and a fertility that you're not going to get any other way. And then the one other thing, if you want to kind of take it just to one other level, is you can actually buy micro, microbes to incorporate. And that's a very 
deep and complicated discussion and you, some of this you could do like on your countertop if you wanted to and mm-hmm. others you couldn't but you know and actually i was having this conversation with my wife today because we had a, we had some milk in our refrigerator that went bad but even milk that went bad is good it has good microbes in it and you could just incorporate that and you've got some lactobacillus bing bang boom you've got you've gone from dirt to soil in a matter of a few months Nice. Yeah. One of the things that Kari Spencer is one of our, one of our professors at Urban Farm U and she does a lot of teaching and she is a huge proponent of don't throw away that old milk or yogurt, put it in your gardens. Yep. And ditto for things like eggshells. You know, we talk about food scraps. It's not just about rotten watermelon rinds, but eggshells are super rich in calcium. You always leave some of that albumin behind, which is protein rich. You know, you can do wonderful things with which come just straight out of your kitchen and you don't even need to go on the internet and try and find happy microbe plus. So. Right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Would you tell our listeners a little bit about what you do and where to find you? Sure. Yeah. So my wife and I own a company called Know Your Roots. We're located in central New York. I do primarily consulting with a wide range of farmers, organic and biodynamic, principally on the tree fruit side of things. Although I do work with growers who are growing specialty crops, vegetables, um, doing a little livestock work, that sort of stuff. And I operate throughout the Northeast, though principally in, in Eastern New York. You can find us online at www.knowyourroots.com. And that is just one R. So your roots is just one R. We merge those. You can also give me a call at my phone number if you'd like. Uh, text me. I'd love to chat with people or mostly just email me at mike at knowyourroots.com. And yeah, but there's lots to find on our on our website. And I guess I will say the other thing that I'm doing is I've been doing, I don't know if it'll actually end up being 18, probably more than that, but been doing a season long webinar series, which I'm going to continue to do year for year and update it each year, depending on the the, the conditions of the given year, Mm -hmm. as opposed to like one big seminar that talks about pomology or dirt or soil. I'm breaking it into little bits and pieces so we can learn as the season goes along and kind of hit on those points. There's a lot of educational stuff that we do, workshops, seminars, et cetera. Excellent. Yeah, knowyourroots.com or mike at knowyourroots.com. You can find us. Excellent. And we'll put that in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mike. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org or send us an email to podcast at urbanfarm.org. In the words of Vincent Van Gogh, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Be encouraged that with each lesson learned and skill developed, you are one step closer in the direction of your dreams. Hey, Urban Farm Podcast listeners. If you're as passionate about preserving the bounty of each season as we are, hey, I canned my first peaches at the age of 18, and that was a long time ago then you're going to love what our friends over at Denali Canning have in store for you. They're on a mission to spread the love and knowledge of food preservation, and they're inviting you to join the journey for free. Right now, Denali Canning is offering free canning lids to anyone who wants to dive deeper into the world of food preservation. Yes, you heard that right, absolutely free. It's the perfect opportunity for both seasoned canners and those curious about starting. Denali is about quality, reliability, and supporting the canning community, ensuring that you get the best results every time you preserve. So why not give it a try? Visit DenaliCanning.com forward slash free 
to claim your free lids and start your preserving adventures today. That's denalicanning.com forward slash free.